Hello, and welcome to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shantae, and Whole and Complete is all about faith and wellness, loving God, living well. And listeners, we are in a doozy of a series right now. We have reached the harrowing finale. I'm being overly dramatic, but it's really good. It's really just been one of my most favorite episodes, one of my most favorite series. I feel like the men in this series have just really brought their A game and have delivered so much value and they certainly do not disappoint in the finale. And so I'm going to run it back just a few seconds from where we kind of picked off laugh time. If you are new to this podcast completely, this is a series based podcast. And so we are at part three of the series and I highly recommend you go back to the first part of the series so that you can be all caught up and you understand all the context for what is being said. I will say this, listeners, this is a relatively PG show. However, some of our conversation, it got real and it got raw and I could have completely edited out certain parts, but I chose to leave them in there. So I'm just letting you know that there are a couple of choice words uh, for this particular episode and I will mark it as such as I upload this. However, I want to make sure that everybody is aware so that you are not caught off guard or clutching the pearls. But I think that nothing is taken away from the conversation because in the context in which these words were passionately delivered by one of my guests, I think it really fits with the conversation. And so without any further ado, I bring to you the finale of the Men in Mental Health series with Lawrence Gilliard Jr., Harold Perrineau, and Harold Burrell Jr. Enjoy. Because there is a, a brand of, of masculinity that, Lawrence, getting back to your point about societies, is about conquest and uh-huh. conquistadors. Like the uh-huh. more money you have, the more women you can, you know, uh-huh. attract to uh-huh. you, the more cars and status, you are a, you're a man. Sure you man. know, that, that uh-huh. makes you a man. And so that narrative and that trope is absolutely out there, right? And then yeah. there's this kind of nuanced trope that like, no, the man is the one who shows up and takes accountability and responsibility and, and those types of things. So where do you gentlemen draw the line between uh, masculinity and toxicity? So when you hear the phrase, you know, you need to man up, what does that say to you? To me, to man up just means to be an adult about whatever the situation is. It doesn't necessarily mean I need to get violent about anything or, I mean, to me, be a man is because I am a physically a man. So it just means be an adult about the situation. You know what I mean? Instead of, it it means instead of reacting to a situation, take a time, take a moment, think about the situation before you just react to a situation. For me, that's a part of being a man and being adult about something. You know what I mean? That's exercising some maturity. Right. Thank you. Exercising maturity. To me, that's manning up. <laughs> okay. Harold? Uh, you know, for me, manning up seems, uh, you know, again, it's one of those old terms that, you know, as we come into this uh, age where, you know, uh, identity and uh, stuff like that, him, her, man up, started to change. This comes from a, a generation back. Uh, man it up does. for me means... Things right, are shifting. Man, <laughs> man up for me just means... For me, when it comes to me, it means be responsible. Mm. Own up to what I'm doing. Like the, like the, all of those things that you just said about, like you be a man, you get all this stuff, and you get that stuff, and you get these things. You can do all of that, all of those things, 
and 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 the part of being a man about it is you're responsible for making them happen. There's an ownership in like, oh yeah, I did that. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be oppressive toward anybody else, but I can be responsible that I, I did all that, that I can do that or not do that. But manning up, it's just like, it's time to be really responsible and whatever it is you have to do, you have to do it. You have to own who you are and what yep. you do. Yeah. Yep, yep, every bit of it. I hear that. HB, how about you? Wow, that, uh, very well said. Manning up, accountability, taking responsibility, being being a role model, not just talking the talk, but trying to walk the walk behind that talk. Thinking about those things that you learn from your grandmother and your grandfather and your great uncle and your mom and your dad and that <clears throat> wise cousin and applying that counsel into an issue that you're trying to handle today. There's nothing honorable about not being successful. And so we shouldn't mistake trying to acquire wealth and building a legacy for your family so that your grandbabies have options as something being bad. But if that's your only focus, gathering those material things, that's where that's where the line gets crossed. So, um, you know, building wealth, giving your family options, doing what your parents did for you, giving you a better life and better opportunity than what they had access to, nothing wrong with that. But again, if your sole purpose is establishing wealth and, you know, having bling, uh, ridiculous spending habits, that, that's, that's toxicity. Manning up, you know, taking care of your family, being a, being a support for your family, for your friends, for your colleagues. The only person you can change is the person in the mirror. And that's where I go back to that whole therapy piece. Uh, you can't change how other people view, uh, react to you. you. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. You can't change that other person, but you can change the way uh, they perceive you by improving uh, and having an empathetic view and looking at things from their perspective, particularly when there is a stressful situation. Mm -hmm. mm. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So listeners, a couple of key takeaways here. So a key theme in this conversation about manhood, mental health, and all of that is ownership, accountability, being responsible, but also this piece um, that HB and, and Lawrence have alluded to, where it's like, you're not reacting to everything, but you're responding to things. Yeah. There's a difference between a reaction and a response. It's okay, you know, to end the moment because in any sort of conflictual situation, as Rob Bay say, it takes two to make a thing go right. I'm probably dating myself, you know, <laughs> you know, but and, and also wrong, you know, it takes two to tango, you know, as it were. And so I think that in every conflictual situation, there are off ramps, right? There are moments where somebody can make a decision and say, you know what, I'm going to deescalate this situation. And for men, I think that that can be a challenge because if somebody steps up and, and draws a line in the sand, the expectation is that now you're going to step up. But that, that like Harold said, that is an option. You could do that yeah. or you could be like, you know what, man? No, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to take a lap. I'm not going to hop on social media and start firing off some missives and things yeah. like that because, you know, you know, y'all got publicists and such. So your publicists are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, you don't send out messages. That's not what we do. Um, and just say, yeah, I have uh, some ownership and I have some stakes involved. Like there are some stakes. I got 
money that could be at stake. I got family uh, relationships that could be at stake. And so taking some ownership and everything that you all are saying actually reminds me of something that Mike Tyson said. So Mike Tyson recently had a situation where some fan, quote unquote, on a plane saw him and was just really getting at him, you know, like, mm -hmm. hey, man, you know, like to take a picture and trying to talk. And like, it just was really in his personal space. Why the flight attendant didn't handle it? I don't know, but she didn't. And it got to the point where Mike got aggressive with him. And so he was on a podcast and, and people were bringing it up and they were really kind of like applauding him. Like, yeah, man, you gave him those hands. And he said, you know, no, he said, because I didn't want to do that. He said, every day I have to, 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 to face myself and say, you know, are you a good man? He said, I know a lot of great men, but I don't want to be a great man. I want to be a good man, you know? And for him, <laughs> it's like, it's not about what you've accomplished. It's not about the money that you've made. He said, because I know a lot of great men, you know, and, and there's a lot of rich people in the world that have done a lot of great and innovative things. But in his, for him, he was like, but they weren't necessarily always good men. Mm -hmm. And that impetus to take a step back, to respond differently, to realize that you have options, even when you feel backed into a corner and take ownership of the response is where I hear all of you saying, that's where masculinity, that rubber really meets the road. Yeah. And think, I'm sorry, go ahead, Errol. Go ahead. No, no, I was agreeing with her. That, I was just, hallelujah. That's what I was doing. Go ahead. Y'all know I actually have a tambourine on my she desk. Does. She does. She's a tambourine. I've been trying not to shake it, but I'm like, some of the things y'all have said, I've been like, shake the tambourine, but I didn't want to scare y'all off the podcast. Okay, go ahead, HB. What were you going to say? <laughs> I wanted to touch base on that reaction, reacting. You know, there is a time to react. If uh, you see a child stepping in front of a car, off a street corner, there's a you react, okay. but that reaction is is years of of training and watching how others you respect and others in your life behave in that moment. But when you're in a stressful, toxic situation, be selfish. Think about I got a lot to lose here by making the wrong decision, uh -huh. and the the rules have changed so much since we were coming up, and and the penalties are so much greater now and there's a bigger price to pay for a longer period of time that impacts your family's legacy by that impassioned, inflamed, wrong decision that you can make in a flash uh, to fix something that happened for three minutes that ruins the next 30 minutes of 30 years of your life. Yeah. So thinking of, try to think about it in those terms and it's it's damn hard to do. When, when, yeah. you're, when you're riled up, and you and, and you feel like every button that you know that other person knows they're pushing is being pushed. Mm -hmm. It uh, it takes and I I I'll be the first to I failed I failed many times. Uh, but but uh, that's something that can cause you to take pause and maybe respond more uh, more appropriately than just that flying off the handle reaction. Oh yeah, I think we, we all have watched people in real time torch their careers and you know we just kind of sit back like what are you doing what are you doing where are your people stop this get off of twitter like yep. cut it out you know and so take that t-shirt off take it off it, brother, anyway. i want to say no names but i'm like yeah i, I ain't say nobody's name i ain't say nobody's name i ain't saying nobody's name either but you know i love how black people can have a conversation without having a conversation sometimes they just look at one another and be like exactly and a whole conversation has been had exactly so speaking of conversations, I'd, 
I'm a woman of a certain age, but I'll admit, you know, TikTok is entertaining, you know, and, and people are always <laughs> sending me the, these TikToks and what have you. And you can't swing a dead cat these days without somebody be, trying to be a relationship expert or position themselves in that space. And a lot of what comes up in terms of like these, these, the complaints, I guess, about men or, you know, the dating pool and all of that is men who are not emotionally available and they don't communicate. They're not sharing their feelings or, you know, they don't know how to literally do that. What, what Harold, you talked about, like when I am scared, when I am having a moment or whatever, to be in that place of vulnerability with me and, and express that empathy. A lot of women complain that, that, that that's what's going on. And so I'm wondering now that we've, you know, had this conversation, if we are, if we can trace that back to some of those maladaptive coping mechanisms that we talked about, that we learn in childhood. And it's like, we might learn to do a whole lot of like nifty things. You might, you might know how to build a deck. You might know how to fix a carburetor and, and like all those types of things. But like when your family and your people have emotional needs, sometimes men can't get there. What do you think is happening there? HB, I'll start with you. What do you think is happening there? Wow. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with not being able to fix a, <laughs> fix a carburetor. Uh, <laughs> that's my uh, it's like I have people for that. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I get you. Know, you got an uncle for that, or you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> there's another. So I, I guess I guess knowing your limitations, um, that's not a weakness either. Mm -hmm. to, to cut to the chase. So so being aware of what you can't do, and 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 having the wherewithal to ask for help when you need it mm. to me that solves uh solves a lot of problems it's really interesting that you say that so i love my stepdad you know and i call him dad like he's the only dad i've ever known but it's interesting because you know my mother knew what she was getting he's never been that touchy-feely romantic you know rose petals on the on the porch type of guy <laughs> like i remember this is the story when they got engaged my dad <laughs> My daddy pulled out the ring, handed it to my mama and said, here, this is what you wanted, ain't it? And she was like, <laughs> she took it, you know, they got married. <laughs> but she knew that that was, that was the best she was going to get out <laughs> of him. Like that, emo that, that, that impetus to coddle and what it just, he did that. not have that, you know, that, yeah. that, that well had, I don't know. I can't even say it ran dry. I don't know that it was ever there. And, and, you know, not to, 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 to throw their business out there, but I can say that some of the, the points of contention that they've had over the years has been just that has been his inability to get there emotionally with her when she's like, I need your feelings. I need your emotions to be all in. So Harold, H, yeah, Harold, what do you think is, is happening sometimes when men just can't get there, can't get to that vulnerability place. Look, like you, like we've been talking about from the beginning, you have sort of a history of things where you're told not to learn, not to talk about it, not to do it. And you, and you build the thing, you build neural con connections that go like, this is how you respond to this period. But we, what we were talking about, this is the easier way to, to do it. I said earlier, I, I study martial arts, right? And so what happens in martial arts for me it's like you go in there and you put yourselves in, in some really uncomfortable positions and you have to think your way out. You can aggress it all you want, but when that guy's got a black belt and you don't, 
you're not going to get out of it. So you have to learn to be there and, and, and figure it out and like know how to be uncomfortable and vulnerable. And this is exactly what I do with my therapist. Like I got to go in there and learn how to be uncomfortable and vulnerable. And then mm. I, I start to get to practice it in a way where, 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 the, where the consequences aren't my family. The consequences, the consequences aren't my relationship. And then I get to practice it. And so then when my person comes to me and says like, hey, let's do this. And I, I, I've had some experience. Shake that tambourine, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, is, it is the thing because we don't have practice that you have to get some practice at it. And you have to get safe practice because it isn't always safe to practice with your partner, you know, mm. you, you, you attack and, or, or you do a thing and then, then that's over. So for me, that's, I, I use therapy in the same way that I use martial arts. Like it's, it's martial arts calm me down in the streets, you know, I used to do wacky things. So I was a little dude, people say stuff, I throw bottles and act crazy. And then the one time after I had been studying for years and somebody did something to me and I said, hey man, let me tell you something. You can either step over there, I'm gonna fuck you up. And I meant it. And mm -hmm. he knew I meant it. Mm -hmm. That was the choice. Like, it's like, here's how this goes. You can go over there. You can stop being aggressive. We can walk away and this will all be cool. Or you can come back and I've been here and we gonna handle it different. Yeah. Your choice. And so this, th these are the options I'm talking about. Like, I can be really cool. I don't feel less of a man. Like, hey, go that way. I'll go this way. We're all good. Let's just stop. We ain't got to do it. But if you can't, Okay, I can do that too. Catch these hands, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, same with your partner. What I'm saying is like, you don't have to feel like, I can't share that because you'll be able to fuck me up. Like mm. you, you'll be able to share it in a way that's like, I can share it and then I can own it and I can be able to like handle the, 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 the nuances of like how vulnerable I feel, how much I've given up and, and be able to accept when you've given me back something that's really precious, understanding, compassion, with all those things. Yeah. Hold on, listeners, before we move forward, you know, The Matrix, the original, the OG, right? The mm -hmm. one where we first saw Neo, like when he did the back bend and it was slow motion and things like that. that literally, what Harold just said, y'all, don't miss this nugget, what he just said. <laughs> what he said, I found an opportunity to practice where there were low stakes. Do you hear me? So uh, practice where there were low stakes in therapy. There are low stakes. Okay. As a college professor, I do this with my students all the time. I give them opportunities to practice their writing before the essay is due and the one that gets graded. It's like where you can practice, you can get feedback. I can say, you know, hey, too many run on sentences, that sort of thing. And in therapy, you can get some feedback it's like, and a sounding board and you can have somebody to be like, yeah, don't don't do that. Don't approach that. Don't approach it that way. Like I'm I'm gonna that I wouldn't handle it that way. And and so when you can, that is really one of the jewels of therapy, which I really had not thought about, is that you can practice in a low stakes situation so that when you get out in the real world in those places where people are like, I need your vulnerability, I need your communication, I need you to engage with me, you've learned places to to actually do that. And listeners and so partners right so if you're going to be a healthy partner if you want people to share things with you you also have to learn to be a good recipient of information that might yeah. not be 
pleasant. You know, it's like, if you want people to share things, you have to be a willing and available recipient. You can't go popping off and flying off the handle, you know, either if you want people to come to you. So not only does, do you go to therapy to learn when the stakes are low, but you also have to learn how to be a safe space so that it mirrors. It's like, okay, talking to my therapist is one thing. And hopefully my partner, you know, if they're doing their own work, also can be a safe space where the state, where it doesn't all blow up because I have some difficult things that I need to share. Woo, that was rich. I also, you know, I want to say, you know, I, I'm one who believes that, you know, I do believe that men and women are wired differently, you know, just like boys and girls, just wired differently. I say that because, you know, me, I have a brother and two sisters. We all grew up in the same house. If my mother says, you know, if something happens and I'm upset or I'm hurt or whatever, my mother's like, go to your room and handle that. Close your door, whatever. Don't bring it to me. You work that out. Right. She Mm -hmm. says it to me. I'm going to, you know, that that conditions me in a certain way. Right. She's going to say the same thing to my sister, right? But my sister, she's going to go to her girlfriend and be like, my mama said this and that, and she did that, and she got, you know, and I'm not going to say, tell it to nobody because, Mm. (laughs) you know what I mean? Because it's embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not going to tell anybody just because I'm a boy. She handles it the way she does. Now, as far as partnership, and just because we're wired differently doesn't mean we can't learn, you know? Mm. And so what I would say as far as a partnership you know, and the more you do it, yeah, like the more you do it, the better you get at it. So go, you know, and you know, you go into the situation, okay, she needs me right now, or he needs me right now in a certain way. I have to be there because I value this partnership, right? And the more you're there, the better you get at being there. You know, the more you get to understand, you start to learn the cues, you know, like, okay, this is how they're going to come at it. And this is how I'm gonna listen. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. And and yeah. you start to recognize those those off ramps. Um, right. This is my heart is like so full. This is so rich. And like listeners, you know, I try to keep it in the pocket of thirty minutes, but there was no way. I, there was like no <laughs> way um, because it was too good, and y'all would have missed like something really really good. So I'll just, I'll 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 leave it to this. You know, parting words. You know because men are going to hear this. If you have any parting words for them, just in terms of like mental health or, you know, just like, Hey brother, from a, from one to another, what, what are are those parting words that you have, you know, for men who haven't heard these things before? And, you know, what would you want to leave them with? Like say, Hey, if you heard nothing else, I want to leave you with this HP, go for it. Get support, uh, get help. Um, you know, we many of us are athletes. We've been musicians. Uh, we we practice. We 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 have a coach, and they're teaching us the right things to do. So that same that same uh, would apply to your mental uh, well being. Get get help, and uh, it 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 takes strength to be empathetic. It takes strength to be kind. Mm. Uh, uh, get help. That would that would be my. Be, be self-aware, uh, be strong enough and self-aware enough that we need help. Get a coach. Get a coach. Love it. Carol. Hey, I'm going to piggyback on what uh, HB just said there. Like, yeah, get help. We, we go to the gym and learn to build our bodies. So we practice our, our things. Our brains, our emotions all need that same kind of support. So get help. Get yourself a coach. Practice. Get yourself some options and then learn how to use them. 
You know what I mean? If you play football, you learn how to go this way or go that way. If you have a relationship, you have to learn how to go this way or that way. So I'm going to go with HB. And yeah, you get some help and you get some practice and you and you get to work. You give yourself some options. That's that's really mm-hmm. really what I would say. Yes. All right. LG, what's <sighs> out? Well, you know, I would say we're taught, you know, as men, you know, to the men, you know, we're taught from very young <clears throat> to be the one who's controlling the situation, making things happen. Like in me and my family, I was the Superman. I had to fix everything or I, at least mm-hmm. I thought I did had to fix everything, you know, which made me later in life felt, feel like, you know, and my siblings would always say this, you think you know everything, you think you know everything. And I never felt like I did, but they would say that. But later in life, you get to a point where you feel like you think you do know the mm-hmm. best ways to do things. And we don't, because I was taught by somebody who didn't know, who was taught by somebody else who didn't know, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. So, Going back to what um, both Harolds were saying, you know, it's important to get help. It's important to own that you don't know everything. <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 do your best if you can get more in touch with you know all of your with your emotions, you know your feminist side, your masculine side, with yourself. It's going to make you a, a more well-rounded person, better person. You know what I mean? There's people who are too aggressive there's people who are too passive either way you need to get help to become a whole person mm. you know what i mean so i would just say uh just say what they're saying you know yeah don't be afraid to go out there and get the attention you need the help you need yeah Woo, listeners this is hands down one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've ever done. This has been so good, so rich. I mean, I'm sweating over here. Harold, LG, you know, but man, it, it's so good. And and the content is is evergreen, meaning it's going to live in perpetuity. You know, I'm always like really humbled, you know. So, so all of you are successful in your field and you know that there's a million things that people could watch on television. And so when they watch your stuff or they come to your show, and you be like, wow, thank you. I appreciate that because you could have been 50 million other places or you could have been watching 50 million other things, you know? And that's how I feel about my podcast. Um, I, I launched this podcast right bef- a month before the pandemic. And I was like, oh, what a really crappy time to like launch a podcast. Um, but it turned out to be a really great time because people had time on their hands and they were listening. Right. <laughs> it all worked out. Um, right. And so the fact that, that you have poured into them, I really just cannot thank you enough for your time and your wisdom and what you have poured into these listeners, not just the ones that are going to hear it when it airs, but the ones that will hear it in perpetuity. I really do appreciate you. And listeners, if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, I'm going to, in the show notes, I'm going to uh, tag all their social media if it's available. I'm like, go ahead and get them that smoke. You know, I'm going to step out of it. And like, you know, but you can go follow them and thank them because I know this has blessed you just like it's blessed me. And I'll see you guys next time.